Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey everyone, clients are always asking me for my recommendations when it comes to a good protein brand. And I want to share with you my go-to. I always suggest J-Raw Protein. They make both a whey and egg white protein, which is actually how I personally came across this brand. I started to notice that I was feeling really bloated after using uh, my original whey protein. And so at the time, I was looking for an alternative that wasn't plant-based. Um, a colleague had in the industry recommended J-Rob egg white protein to me, and I have been hooked on it ever since. And always recommend it to all of my clients, particularly those who struggle with the lactose that's in whey protein. It's awesome because unlike other alternatives, it has the same yummy, smooth texture as whey protein, making it really easy to mix with anything, whether it's in a smoothie or making a protein bowl or just having it with water on its own. Unlike plant-based proteins, which typically have a little bit of grittiness to them. So I'm super excited to officially be partnering with them now so that I can offer all of you 20% off all of their protein products. Super stoked to be able to pass on these savings to you guys. All you have to do is use the link in the show notes and then use coupon code FITWITHNINA when purchasing any of their protein products. So that's actually going to be jrob.com backslash coupon backslash FITWITHNINA and then at checkout using FITWITHNINA and the coupon code to save 20% off. Enjoy! everyone. Welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough, and today I wanted to talk about the correlation between stress and weight gain and weight loss. So this comes up a lot with my nutrition clients, and I thought it would be really important and a great topic to tackle today. A couple of questions that I hope to address is, is the overall stress in your life preventing you from being able to lose weight? And two, does stress play a role in actual weight gain? So when I talk about stress today, what I mean is a type, any type of mental, emotional, or physical strain on the mind and or body, right? So we're talking about stress from work, life, excessive exercise, lack of sleep, diet, etc. All of these are different types of stressors. And when combined, can absolutely, without a doubt, have a significant effect on your ability to lose weight. So I don't want you to get discouraged. That doesn't mean you have to have zero stress in your life in order to lose weight, right? That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it does mean that your stress level should feel manageable. This is a big conversation that I have with all of my nutrition clients is that we can't expect to out-diet or out-exercise all of the major stress in our lives. We've all heard the saying that you can't like out-exercise a bad diet. You also can't out-exercise or out-diet major stress. 
All right, major stress, constant stress. That's what we're referring to here. In fact, adding more stress to your life with things like excessive or intense exercise or a uh, super low calorie or restrictive diet can actually make it worse. Um, And I know that might be mind boggling because we don't think about the stress in our overall lifestyle when we think about weight loss. We only think about diet and exercise, right? And how we can manipulate and change those two things in our lives. But let me explain why. You may have heard of the hormone cortisol, right? AKA the stress hormone. That's how everybody, most people are familiar with cortisol. This hormone is elevated in the body when we are experiencing a constant state of stress, both physically and mentally, right? So that's what I mean, both physically and mentally. I'm talking about life stressors, physical stressors from exercise, all of that stuff. What you probably don't know is that cortisol is also the fat storing hormone. Let that sit for a second. Okay. Cortisol, aka the stress hormone, is also responsible for fat storage, right? Storing fat in our bodies. So you're probably listening and already going, Ah, okay. (laughs) I think I know where Nina's going with this. So probably having a little bit of an aha moment, as you should, because I think it's important to learn what is going on with our body so that you can truly have this like 30,000 foot view of, you know, what is really behind making positive changes, whether you're looking to just live a healthier lifestyle, feel more energetic, weight loss, fat loss, any of that stuff. So if you're under a constant state of stress between work, life, family, school, etc., adding more stress on via intense exercise or restrictive dieting Um, is not going to help, unfortunately. It's not going to help because then you're just adding to the already elevated levels of cortisol in your body. You're increasing fat storage mode instead of activating fat burning mode, okay? So think about that. Now, that doesn't mean you should give up on exercise. That's not what I'm saying here. I don't want you to take that and say, okay, Nina says that I shouldn't be exercising because I'm trying to lose weight. No, you should absolutely exercise. Regular exercise has been proven to help reduce stress. However, what I am saying is that we want to find that like Goldilocks zone of exercise, right? Not too much stress. Not too little stress, but just enough. We want the exercise to be challenging, but so that it helps increase our energy rather than decrease our energy. We don't want it to add more stress. We want to help get it to that level where it's help, helping us de-stress, right? So choosing your exercise wisely. So for example, what I mean by that is typically focusing on more strength training because strength training increases the growth hormones in our body. Why does that matter? Because growth hormones are the fat-burning hormone in the body, right? So we want to counteract that. You want to avoid a lot of long-duration cardio. Unless you're training for something specific, there is no reason to be doing long, intense um, duration cardio. You want to keep HIIT training 
short, sweet, and sweaty under 20 minutes and to a minimum, right? So I see a lot of times people are doing these long 45-minute HIIT workouts. That's putting your body under more stress, which we don't need if you are someone who is under constant states of stress in your overall life, right? So remember that we're trying to balance it. Um, so that's just something to think about. If you don't feel any stress in your work, life, family life, all of that stuff, then sure, then you can probably deal with a little bit more stress in your exercise than somebody else who is feeling lots of personal um, and mental stressors from their everyday life. And as always, you want to avoid restrictive diets and under eating. Okay, so under eating, restrictive dieting is adding more sh mental stress and physical stress. So the under eating is adding more physical stress, right? Because your body needs calories, it needs protein, it needs carbs and fats to feel optimal, to work at an optimal, optimal level day to day. But then also when your diets are super restrictive and you're constantly worried about what to eat, when you're going to eat, how you should eat, you're adding more emotional, mental stress, right? So again, it's not just physical, it's also mental, emotional stress. So that doesn't mean that you can't focus on cleaning up your diet, healthier overall habits, drinking more water. When I say cleaning up your diet, I mean eating more quality foods that are easier on your digestive system because that will, of course, help reduce overall physical stress on your body. So I hope you guys kind of see where I'm going with this, right? Now, okay, that covers pretty much the diet and exercise part. Great, right? Finding the Goldilocks zone with your training, um, focusing on strength training, eating quality foods, drinking more water, but what about the overall stress in the rest of your life, okay? How do you focus on reducing the overall stress so that the positive changes you're trying to make to your exercise regime and to your overall diet, you'll actually see and get the results you're looking for, right? So how... Do you ensure that the changes you're trying to make will actually affect your weight loss, right? Honestly, if it was just about diet and exercise, most people wouldn't struggle as much as they do. Honestly, if it was truly just about diet and exercise, most people would not struggle with weight loss as much as they do. And one of the big problems is, is when we think about weight loss, as I said earlier, or fat loss, we only think about diet and exercise, right? We only think about diet and exercise. It's almost hard to believe, truly, and I get this, that stress alone can have such a significant impact on your weight. Like, how can that be, right? Like, I'm eating well, I'm exercising, I'm strength training. Why are things not moving? And like the first thing, if my, any of my clients feel like they're hitting a plateau or even having a bad week, or even maybe their weight fluctuated up one week, the first thing I will ask them is one, how was your sleep? And two, what, what's been going on? 
what's been going on at work, what's been going on at home, how's your stress level, right? Because you have to remember the stress hormone, cortisol, is the fat storing hormone. Plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is nothing you can do about that other than reducing the levels of cortisol in your body, right? So if you're struggling to lose weight and you feel like you're checking all the right boxes, I absolutely encourage you to take a hard look at your overall lifestyle and try to find ways to to decrease the overall stress in your life, right? That doesn't mean it needs to be zero. Remember, that's not realistic. Life is never going to be 100% stress-free. But you want to get it to at least to a level where it feels manageable. So let's talk about how to do that, right? You're going to address diet and exercise, but how do we manage our stress? So all the positive changes that we make with diet and exercise, we can actually see come to fruition, right? So the first question, like I mentioned earlier, that I always ask all of my clients is, how is your sleep? Are you getting good sleep? Are you getting a good amount of sleep? And are you getting good quality sleep? Because if your stress level is affecting your sleep, then that alone is adding even more stress to your system, right? Not getting good quality and enough sleep, quantity sleep, is adding more stress, more physical stress to your body. And I know sometimes, especially with moms, we're so used to running on empty. We're so used to not getting good sleep that we just feel like that's the norm, right? That's the norm. It's no big deal. Like I've always been like that. I've only, I've always run on five hours of sleep. But unfortunately, those habits eventually catch up right? And that's what tends to happen. So that's where you really need to start is looking at your quantity and quality of sleep. So how can you improve the quantity and quality of your sleep? You know, just some things to think about is adjusting your evening schedule. Um, You know, how can you get to bed a little earlier? Can you push back your uh, dinners and suppers a little earlier? Can you wind down with meditating, deep breathing, a long bath, reading, journaling, instead of things like trying to catch up on work, watching TV, scrolling on your phone? Those things will help you get more sleep and also improve the quality of your overall sleep. Other stress-reducing activities overall can be things like walking, hiking, getting a massage, adding sauna therapy, stretching, yoga, exercise, again, is stress-reducing, having some alone quiet time. That doesn't mean you need to have a whole day, but can you carve out 10 minutes to yourself a day, five minutes, Uh, sex or self-pleasure? therapy, time with friends, etc. These are all things that take a little bit of trial and error. It takes a little bit of like looking within. Uh, it's really up to you to find the things in your life that you know will help you personally de-stress, right? What things feel good to you? What things um, help lift you up? What thing? What types of activities help you hit the reset button? What, what, look, excuse me, what might work for me may not work for you. But honestly, that's that's kind of part of the journey. Uh, for example, I'll use the example of walking. I, I love walking. I love what it does for me, my mood mentally. I love the fresh air. However, 
However, it doesn't necessarily help me de-stress when I'm at an elevated uh, level, when I have an elevated level of stress in my life, if that makes sense, right? I love what it does for my mood and how it helps me start my day. Uh, it gives me mental clarity on a regular basis when my stress is manageable. However, when my stress is elevated, it doesn't necessarily help for whatever reason. I'm not saying that walking is bad. It's just for me, what I've noticed is that my mind ends up racing more when I'm out on a walk rather than being able to kind of bring that stress level down a notch. So there's other things, right? There's other things that I found that really help de-stress and allow me to lower those levels of cortisol. And also the other... The other biggest suggestion I have for people, and I know this is like the hardest, hardest one to hear. It's the hardest one for people to implement, but it's got to be said, and that's asking for help. Um, I know, but here's the thing. You don't have to be superwoman. You don't have to be superwoman. You don't have to do it all. That doesn't mean you aren't amazing. That doesn't mean that you're not kicking butt. That doesn't mean that you aren't fucking awesome at your job, at motherhood, at being a spouse, at being a friend. Um, it just means that we can't be good at every single thing 100% of the time. And that's okay, right? So asking for help, learning how to delegate, whether it's from a significant other, friends, family members, coworkers, employees, bosses, etc. Learn how to ask for help. Learn how to delegate because in the end, no one is going to come and just <laughs> take things off your plate for you. No one's going to come and just say, let me handle that for you. So you have to take care of you, right? The best way to do that is offloading some of the stuff to the people in your life who do want to help you. They do want to see you succeed. They just a lot of times don't know how. Um, and they probably don't know that you want them, that you want help from them. So sometimes people just need to be told how, what, where, and why. Um, and I think if sometimes it just takes a little bit of getting over for ourselves to do that. But if you can do that, that will tremendously help take some of the stress off your day-to-day, I say, why not? I say, ask for the help. I say, go for it because nobody is going to do it for you and you are 100% worth it. And if you're on this journey to stronger, healthier, happier, more confident, that, that's got to be that's got to be a whole lifestyle, right? It can't just be about diet and exercise. It's got to be about your whole well-being. So that's all I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. I know it's a hard concept, um, especially if you are making those changes in your diet and exercise and you're struggling. It's hard to really look at stress in your life and know th- and like – be okay, or I guess just realize what an impact it has. But I think understanding that will really help you take your journey to the next level. So as always, guys, I appreciate your listening ears. 
If you feel so inclined, if this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends on social media. Tag me at fitwith underscore Nina. Rate and review the podcast. That stuff is always super, super helpful. And I hope to chat with you again next week. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.